Hello, folks. This is the prologue to today's episode of House Fight. But actually, this is the prologue prologue, because after the theme song, you're going to hear the prologue I recorded way back when that relates to the episode. This is the before prologue that comes even before the original prologue. And then, of course, stay tuned, because after the episode is the epilogue in which I reflect on what happened during the episode that came after the prologue that came after this prologue. Yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, it's a it's a good episode, folks, and uh, the epilogue we we may we may blow this bracket up. So let's see what happens. Uh, roll that theme music. I know that Brandon Banks lives in Illinois. I know that. I certainly didn't just go look it up after recording. I know that he lives in Illinois. Why would you think that I don't know that? I was obviously kidding later in this episode when I pretended, clearly pretending, that I didn't know where Brandon Banks was from. He's from Illinois, and I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Anywho, enjoy the episode. This is Hoss Fight. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Welcome back. Episode five here of Hoss Fight. Uh, I hope you are doing well. I hope others that you love are doing well here in the world. Uh, We have 16 more names. I don't know which they are. They have been redacted. I will uh, learn them right around the same time that you learn them. Uh, And we will be ranking them one through 16. They have been seeded according to cagematch.net. We will see if that seeding is accurate or not. In our last episode, uh, there was actually quite a few similarities there. Uh, and we will go through and we will not stop until we have one through 16 uh, winners to less winners according to our tournament bracket. And then we will move on with our lives and get on with the world and whatever it is you're doing today. Maybe you're in a cafe. Maybe you're in a car. Maybe you're on the moon. This episode's coming out in the future. I don't know where technology will have advanced by then. Maybe you're on the moon. Maybe I'm the first podcast on the moon. That would be stellar. Because stellar means stars. It's raining. Uh, I just got 4,000 steps while watching a SmackDown from 2000, the go-home show from New Mercy. Uh, so I'm in a bit of a weird mood, but it seems that seems to be the case with every one of these episodes. So let's get to it, and let's do something different today. I'm feeling slightly in a different mood. Uh, we normally begin with the number one seed and the number 16 seed, and we work our way down. Let's be crazy today. And let's start with the number six seed, the bottom of the bracket, and work our way up. So quickly here, we just kind of do, I'm switching over to the other page because I want to make sure that each page looks pretty similar, just for my own slight OCD qualities that I inherited from my father, Uh, make sure that we know where everything's going. So uh, here we are. 
I have that set. I know what I'm doing. Let's begin at the bottom and work our way to the top. Maybe this will be the greatest episode of Hoss Fight ever, uh, and maybe it'll be the worst because I, I deviated from the plan, and I will be punished. You know, birds don't aren't out when it's raining. I don't see the birds outside when it's raining. Anyways, uh, number six seed. Beginning from the bottom, working our way to the top. The number six seed here on page five is... Paul Birchill. Oh, Pirate Paul. We had such a... Uh, we had such a fun time watching you swing around and do things. Uh, Paul Birchill, bigger guy. I don't know if he would fully qualify as a hoss. He was somebody I put in, I think, solely because, A, the name makes me smile thinking of Pirate Paul. And also, you know, uh, stats-wise, he qualifies. I don't know if he meets the eye test as a hoss, but stats-wise, he qualifies. I'll let you know before we get really far into it. Um, I'm already thinking about what to do next. And I'm like, well, cruiserweights is the is the next logical option. And then again, there's a there's a, do you do cruiserweights? Do you do junior heavyweights? Guys like Bret Hart, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. Uh, do they count? Um, and then what do you do for the guys in the middle? The guys who are not hosses, but are not cruiserweights. Do I have to do like a middleweight tournament? Your guys like your your Road Dogs, who was someone I saw on TV, and Raven was actually what made me think of it. I was watching a Road Dog and Raven match. Neither are hosses, neither are cruiserweights, although Scotty Flamingo did win a lightweight title, if I remember correctly. Uh, so, you know, I'm already planning for future seasons. I have an idea for how to do a women's tournament. Uh, I got lots of ideas. Lots of ideas. Uh, my idea is that Paul Burchill is the number six seed. That's not my idea. It was just told to me. And his opponent is the number 11 seed, and that is Junkyard Dog. Don't turn this off. Don't start yelling. Don't have a fit. All right? I didn't rank these people. I knew this was happening. When I put, when I was making the master list before Haas Fight started, and I saw how far down into Cage Match I had to go to get to Junkyard Dog, I knew certain people listening would have a nutty that Black Superman would be an 11 seed. But hey, maybe he's going to win the whole darn thing. He's certainly going to beat Paul Burchill, all right? So relax. I'm not going crazy. I'm not telling you that JYD is not going to get a top score here. He's going to do, he's going to at least make it to the quarterfinals. Uh, he defeats Paul Burchill and advances. Our number 14 seed here on page five, Occam of, uh, what was the name of the team? The Authors of Pain. Occam and Razar. Dumb names. Dumb names. Um, Occam is the one who looked more like D'Lo Brown. Uh, my least favorite of Razar, I always thought was the was the true star of that group. Razar, the star, uh, but Occam is certainly hossish, and he gets a number fourteen seed, and he is going up against the number three seed, Bully Ray. Now, whether you call him Bubba Ray, Bully Ray, uh, Brother Ray, I'll just say he wins the day. He will be Occam and advance. Occam in the constellations. Uh, setting up a lovely quarterfinal matchup, Bully Ray versus JYD. Some of you already have strong opinions, but at least that's a better matchup than Bully than JYD versus Paul Burchill. All right? 
<clears throat> at least we can have some conversation about that. Our number seven seed is Brian Adams. I talked about him in a recent episode because his partner in chronic uh, Adam Bomb slash Wrath slash Brian Clark was there. Uh, Brian Adams, Crush, uh, clearly a hoss, quite a long career before his untimely passing. Kona Crush, oh no, Demolition Crush, Kona Crush, uh, weird uh, Japanese sympathizer crush. I don't know what you would call that character that had the great match with Randy Savage at WrestleMania. Uh, Nation Crush, Biker Crush, and then NWO Brian Adams, Chronic Brian Adams, Briefly Kiss Demon Brian Adams. I know way too much about this guy's career. Uh, he's he's. I wouldn't say he's a favorite of mine, but I have a soft spot in my heart for him because I remember, I want to say, that first show I went to, October of 1992 with the Hartford Civic Center, pretty sure Crush was wrestling. He may have wrestled Repo Man, actually. It may have been a Crush-Barry Darso match. I had no idea at the time how awesome that is because they were both tag team partners as Demolition. Let's move on. Uh, Brian Adams is taking on the number 10 seed, Carrion Cross, the current... Uh, as of this moment that I'm saying these words, uh, NXT champion. I firmly believe um, we're about four days away from the NXT in which he'll wrestle Johnny Gargano. I think he's going to lose that title, go up into the main roster, and ultimately be a disappointment. Uh, through no fault of his own, I just don't think he's going to get the kind of booking that everyone wants him to. Um, I'm not a huge carrying cross guy. I will say... Uh, the last couple of weeks watching NXT since Samoa Joe showed up, and it feels like Cross is speaking for himself a bit more. I like him a bit more. I hope, actually, that when he goes to the main roster, um, he's not with Scarlet. I, I think a lot of people would argue with that and say he's going to lose everything that made Cross Cross, but I think he'll have a better shot if he's not just uh, this year's version of a scary Chris Candido who's the everything about the packaging is focused on the female and not I'm not going to make the package joke but uh having said that I'm not a carrying cross guy I am a Brian Adams guy I'm giving Brian Adams the win uh, a lot of you will will bristle at that uh I'll go back to what I've been doing this whole Hoss White tournament uh, I'm not weighing potential as highly as I may have done in a different tournament. Um, plus, I could look up the stats. I would guess Brian Adams is maybe four to six inches taller and 70 to 90 pounds bigger. That's not the be-all, end-all, but this is a hoss fight. Uh, so I'm giving the win to Adams. Uh, number 15 seed is the Beer City Bruiser. Clearly a hoss. I don't know that Brian Malonis uh, made it into this tournament. Uh, unlike Hammerstone, I will not be finding a way for Brian Malonis to get into the tournament. But honorable mention to Brian Malonis, also clearly a hoss. Uh, Beer City Bruiser, I like him. He moves way better than you would expect a guy who looks like that to move. He is going up against the number two seed, who is Lashley. That'd be a fun match. Bobby Lashley is our number two seed. Uh, and Bobby Lashley, of course, will defeat uh, the Beer City Bruiser. It would be a fun match, but... 
yeah, I don't think there's any argument that uh, Lashley would win. Uh, Lashley will take on Brian Adams in the quarterfinals. All right, going from the bottom to the top is, is, has been kind of fun. I'm kind of digging it. We don't know who the number one seed is. Leaves an air of mystery. Uh, some good names. You know, in our last episode, the names weren't quite as hostastic as some of the other pages. But you've got Junkyard Dog, Bully Ray, Lashley. I'm feeling good about this. Our number five seed is Eric Rowan, or as he's going by now, Eric Redbeard. Uh, I was never a huge fan. Harper was the talent of that group. Rowan was just tall and big. Um, I liked him better when they broke him off and he was with Daniel Bryan. That was a fun duo. I liked the like genius angle they tried a couple of times where like he's doing Rubik's cubes and doing all this crazy stuff and quoting philosophy. Uh, so, you know, I don't think he's worthy of a number five seed, but he's a good guy talent-wise. I don't know him. Uh, the number 12 seed is Mantar. Okay. 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 You know how I feel about Mantar. The bison head, the brown. Wrestlers wearing brown always crack me up. Uh, the black horn face paint. The WWF magazine where he's eating a salad with his hands and then he's going through ribs. And was it an incredibly goofy character? Sure. Uh, was this is not a Wrestle Silly tournament? I don't think we're going to do a Wrestle Silly tournament. Uh, but. Mantar, I liked him. Not a great, uh, you know, not a great career by any stretch of the imagination. But he also didn't lose to The Rock in like six seconds at WrestleMania. And this is my tournament. So I'm giving the win in this opening round to Mantar. Uh, pretty much anyone else that I've named... No, that's not true. Many of the other people I have named uh, would not have lost to Mantar, but Eric Rowan is. I'm sorry to all the uh, hardcore Eric Rowan fans we have out there. Number 13 seed is Don Morocco. Uh, kind of shows you that uh, cage match not, not necessarily steeped in history. If Don Morocco is a 13th seed, he clearly should be at least a bit higher. The number four seed here is... The Boogeyman. Now, I just gave the win to Mantar. Am I going to give the win to the Boogeyman? No. No, the Boogeyman, maybe if I was a kid when the Boogeyman came, I probably would have been scared of him. Uh, but no, Don Morocco will win to face Mantar in the second round. Uh, the Boogeyman with all of his worms and things. Uh, the Boogeyman was not on Fuji Vice. I think that's all we need to say about that. Uh, I'm always excited about the 9-8 matchup, the ninth seed versus the eighth seed. This is supposed to be kind of the closest together. Last time we had Smash and Greg Valentine. I thought that was a good matchup. We had Steve Blackman and Canyon, which I thought was a good matchup. So the number eight seed this episode is... PCO, Pierre Carl Willette, Jean Pierre Lafitte, two pirates on this page. Two pirates. And Eric Redbeard sounds like a pirate name, so I'm saying two and a half pirates. Uh, 
Anyone else a pirate? No. Okay. Not yet, anyways. Uh, but PCO, number eight seed. The number nine seed, Barry Wyndham. Oh. Oh. Now that would be a match. Barry Wyndham. Uh, I, w- I think many people would agree. Late 80s. Uh, perhaps the greatest pound-for-pound wrestler in the world. I don't think he ever really capitalized on that. Not that it was his fault. Um, You know, continued wrestling for a while, but by the time he became the stalker and a blackjack and a West Texas redneck, it was was too late. Uh, PCO, let's talk about career. You know, he, he was... A Quebecer. He was a he was a pirate. He was you know a, an amazing French Canadian with with Jacques, uh, and then he reinvents himself to be this crazy uh, guy, you know, crazy tough guy having all these hardcore matches as a PCO Pierre Carl Ouellette. He can't beat Barry Windham. He can't. Barry Windham's going to win, but that would be a closer match than I think a lot of people would expect. Uh, Barry Windham over PCO. And then our number 16 seed is Craig Pittman. He was number 256. He was the last uh, Hoss I put in the tournament. I don't know if... I think he qualifies as a Hoss for this reason. Size-wise, I don't think he meets the metrics. But when I was watching WCW on Saturday mornings cleaning the living room, uh, vacuuming up the white dog hair, dusting all of the stuff my OCD dad insisted I do every Saturday. Uh, I liked Craig Pittman. Um, you know, he looked like a legit tough guy, probably because he was. Uh, the I think he was the first person I saw do the cross arm breaker, um, which is a move we see time and time again now. Uh, but he seemed like one of those guys, like if there had been a brawl for all type thing, Craig Pittman could have gone a long way. Uh, so I do think he is a hoss. I think he he does meet the eye test. And he was the last one. Once I hit Craig Pittman and I hit 256, I was happy. If I went any further, it would have been a nightmare. Uh, the number one seed, we've been waiting almost 17 minutes to find out who the number one seed is. We've got guys like Wyndham and Morocco and Lashley and Junkyard Dog. Joining them is the number one seed, Seamus. Uh I don't know if I would have given Sheamus a number one seed. I think I would have given him, you know, a three seed, maybe even a two seed. But according to Cage Match, he is a number one seed and he will defeat Craig Pittman. I have no problem with that. Uh, so an excellent match we have to look forward to in the quarterfinals is Sheamus versus Barry Windham. That would be a lot of fun. All right. I'm excited about how page five is looking. Good crop of talent. Let's do our uh, consolation first round, which will then set up the double losers bracket, which will establish for us who is 16, 15, 14, and 13. Who's that bottom quarter of the bracket? Uh, PCO is going to defeat Craig Pittman. I'm okay with that. Uh, I will say Eric Rowan will defeat the boogeyman. So Craig Pittman will wrestle the boogeyman in the double losers bracket. If it were up to me, and I know it is up to me, but I'm trying to consider at least uh, 
the the voices in my head that belong to a guy from Louisiana and a guy from England and a guy from uh, Brandon. I'm not joking. I can never remember where you're from. It's around Chicago, that general vicinity, I think. <laughs> Why do I never remember where you're from? I'm sorry. It, it, I don't mean it as an insult. You know I love you. You're the voice. You're 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 almost the Ed McMahon here. You're you're the voice of the show. I go to you for all my voiceover needs. Just for just some reason, it's either Ohio or Illinois or Indiana. I'm pretty sure it's one of the three. Uh, but I consider all of those voices. I know people like Karrion Cross, so I will have him beat the Beer City Bruiser. I don't feel great about it, but it's probably the right decision. And then Occam over Paul Birchill. You know, Occam never had a singles run. Uh, so I'll give the win to Pirate Paul. Pirates always do well in a DC Matthews tournament. Uh, so let's set up our double losers here. Uh, Sergeant Craig Pittman versus the Boogeyman. I'm going with Pittman. And the Beer City Bruiser versus Occam. I'm going with the Bruiser. So to set up 16 and 15, it is the Boogeyman versus Occam, and I'll give the win to Occam. So the Boogeyman is going to be 16th, Occam will be 15th, and I'm giving the win to the Beer City Bruiser over Pit Craig Pittman. <clears throat> Pittman is 14th, the Bruiser is 13th. So that has been decided. We have that bottom quarter of the bracket done. Now we need to do our second round matchups to figure out our next round of the constellations. We'll start at the bottom like we did at the beginning of the episode and work our way up. Winner advances, loser of the bottom part goes to the top part of the, uh, the constellations. JYD versus Bully Ray. Taking a sip of water. Got to have some water. Um, Bully Ray. Now, I haven't seen a lot of Bully Ray. Let me preface that. I also didn't see a lot of JYD. Uh, but Bully Ray had that, like, he had incredible heel heat. He could make an audience hate everything about him instantly. Uh, he did it in ECW. He did it a bit in the WWF. I don't think it was until really like TNA that it, but I think he won the TNA world title. I could check, but I'm not gonna, uh, you know, I think he could have been an all time great heel, um, had he not spent a good number of his quote unquote prime years as part of the best tag team of all time or one of them. I haven't finished the tournament of nerdiness tag team tournament yet, so I don't know if they're going to be the best team of all time. Um, so I don't think this is, a lot of you are just like, JYD wins, easy, let's move on. I don't think it's that cut and dry. Bully Ray was great and had a great run uh, as both a tag team and a singles. JYD had a great run. Uh, I'm not as well versed in his run, but he did have a great run. Um, you know, by the time he got to the WWF, you know, his career was on its way down. Um so I'm going to give the win to JYD on the back of what everyone else that I know has said about him and how great he was. Uh, so I'll go with that. 
uh, setting up a crazy match in the consolation second round. PCO versus Bully Ray. Oh, that would be awesome. Uh, Lashley versus Brian Adams. I don't think we need to spend nearly as much time debating. Lashley wins, no question. Uh, Lashley versus JYD in the semifinals. That's a tough one. Uh, Brian Adams will take on Eric Rowan. Next up, Don Morocco versus Mantar. All right, Mantar, I gave you one win. And I don't love Don Morocco. I don't. In fact, I, I, you know, I don't remember a lot of his... I, I remember clotheslines and, like, chin locks. Uh, but I gave Mantar one win, and that was probably one win too many. So I will have Morocco win. Mantar... <laughs> Maybe Mantar will pick up a second win. When he takes on Karrion Cross, And then our final matchup, Sheamus versus Barry Windham. Awesome match. Fantastic match. Prime NWA Barry Windham versus prime WWE Sheamus. That match would be fantastic. Um, Sheamus probably has the more decorated career at this point. Uh, you know, here, here's the issue. Barry Windham, I can watch on the Peacock. I can watch from WrestleMania 1, and even before that in the territories, I can watch his career go up, I can watch it peak, and I can watch it come down and have him be the stalker and a blackjack and a West Texas redneck. And all of that factors into my opinion and my feelings towards Barry Windham. I can watch Sheamus. I could find FCW and see Sheamus. I can see him in the early days. I can see him be world champion very early. I can see him now. He's is he still the Intercontinental cha- or U.S. champion? He might be. He might be the U.S. champion right now. Uh, his career hasn't dipped. I don't think we're going to see Sheamus uh, having silly, ridiculous gimmicks near the end of his career. Um, I think he'll either leave on top or leave, you know, leave at the same status he is right now, or he'll put over a bunch of guys on his way out. But I don't think we're going to see that. I hope I don't wind up seeing Sheamus on impact in 2026 uh, wrestling with a silly name. Um, so I'm tempted to say Sheamus. Just because, again, uh, I don't want to look up the size-wise. I would say they're probably comparable size-wise. Sheamus is probably a bit bulkier than Wyndham was. Wyndham could move better. Uh, I would say Sheamus probably has a more decorated career. I think I got to go with Sheamus. I came into thinking about that matchup, fully intending on picking Barry Wyndham, and I think I talked myself out of it. I think I got to go with Sheamus. So, that sets up Sheamus versus Don Morocco and Lashley versus Junkyard Dog. And I think because this is a Hoss fight tournament, I think Sheamus is the right answer. Any other kind of tournament, maybe not. If it was a pure wrestler tournament, Barry Windham wins, no question. Um, if it's a, you know, a popularity or any of the old, you know, whatever other variable, but the fact that it's a hoss fight probably means Sheamus is the right choice. All right, let's do our, 
Uh, Consolation second round. PCO versus Bully Ray. I'll give it to Bully Ray, but again, probably way closer than people would expect it to be. PCO, crazy. I'm surprised he hasn't shown up in the WWE even briefly. Just, I don't know. For some reason, I expect him to go somewhere. Maybe AEW would have been the better answer there. But uh, Eric Rowan versus Brian Adams. I'm giving it to Brian Adams. I like Brian Adams. Uh, Karrion Cross versus Mantar. Of course, I'll go with Karrion Cross. I just wanted to scare you. And then Paul Burchill versus Barry Windham. No question, Barry Windham. All right. We now have another group of four that will make up spots 11 through 8. No, 12 through 9. Uh, PCO versus Rowan. I'm giving it to PCO. Mantar versus Paul Burchill. I, I love Mantar. I do. I'm not going not gonna to deny it. Uh, so, Eric Rowan and Paul Burchill. I'll give it to Rowan. So, Burchill will be 12th. Rowan will be 11th. And then PCO versus Mantar. Obviously, PCO wins. Mantar is 10th. I'm very happy with that. PCO is 9th. Uh, we now need to do our next round of the Constellations. So there are two people remaining who will take on the losers of the semifinals. Bully Ray versus Brian Adams. That's Bully Ray, no question. Karrion Cross versus Barry Windham. I say Barry Windham, no question. I bet many of you would agree. So that means that Brian Adams and Karrion Cross are going for seventh place here in Haas Fight. And I will... Did we do this already? Yeah, that was a first round match. And I gave it to Brian Adams. And I will give it to Brian Adams again. Karrion Cross is eighth. Brian Adams is seventh. All right. Sheamus versus Don Morocco, no question. The answer is Sheamus. So Don Morocco will wrestle Bully Ray in the Constellation semis. And then Lashley versus JYD. I think I got to give it to Lashley. Both are hosses. Uh, JYD is a hoss in the old school sense. Lashley is a hoss in the new school sense. Uh, legit wrestling background. Legit, like, just looks like a superhero. Uh, so our finals will be Sheamus versus Lashley. I did not expect that at all when we got through this tournament. Sheamus versus Lashley. Uh, right now, U.S. champion versus uh, WWE champion as of this moment while I'm recording. Cool. All right, so that means, ooh, Wyndham and JYD. Tough, tough. All right, Bully Ray and Morocco. I'm still on the Bully Ray train there. And then Barry Windham versus JYD. What a match that would be. It's Hoss fight. Both of them are kind of old school Hosses. Barry Windham's tall. Uh, but I think JYD wins on the, on the just pure Hoss factor. So that means Morocco and Windham are battling for fifth place. Barry Windham wins that easily. Morocco is sixth. Barry Windham is fifth. Bully Ray versus JYD. I'm looking to see. This is a rematch of the quarterfinals. JYD won the first time. There is no reason for that to change. Bully Ray is in fourth. 
JYD is in third. And our final matchup, Sheamus versus Lashley, the finals of Hoss fight. Uh, I don't love Bobby Lashley, but having watched some of his more recent matches, he's just ridiculously good. There's no denying he is ridiculously good. Uh, Sheamus will come in second, and the winner of page five, I did not see this coming, Bobby Lashley. So my one of my new favorite parts of this is looking at, uh, you know, while I fill out this sheet here at the end, some of you probably turn it off at this point, and that's just fine. Feel free. Uh, but let's look at, you know, where they are, how they finished, and then how they were ranked. So Bobby Lashley wins. Bobby Lashley came in as the second seed. Fair enough. Uh, Sheamus, who was the first seed. So they just switched places. I, you know, we had a battle. It's funny how that works. You know, if you follow March Madness, it rarely happens that you get your one and two seed actually facing each other. But we did. Sheamus and Lashley were the one and two seed and wound up wrestling in the finals and just happened to switch places. Uh, JYD, who was ranked 11th, I understand that's the wrong choice. Again, Please send your complaints to Cage Match. Probably do it in German. It's a German website. Fourth was Bully Ray. Bully Ray was ranked, where are you, Bully Ray? Third. So, you know, in the top four are the number one, number two, and number three seeds. And then Junkyard Dog, who probably deserved to be higher. Barry Windham is fifth. He was ranked ninth, so a jump for him. Sixth was Don Morocco, who was ranked 13th, so a big jump for him. Yeah, he should have beaten the... And I'm looking to be like, you know, Don Morocco had a pretty easy run in the early rounds. He had to wrestle the Boogeyman and then Mantar in the first two rounds. So a bit of an easy slate for him. He had to go through kind of the wrestle silly gauntlet before then taking on Sheamus and then Bully Ray and then... Barry Windham. So, <laughs> easy couple first matches, then a rough Sheamus, Bully Ray, Barry Windham. That's a murderer's row right there. Who came in seventh? Brian Adams. Brian Adams is in seventh. He was ranked seventh, so our first wrestler who finished in the same spot, he was ranked. Karrion Cross, who was ranked tenth, jumps up to eighth. You're welcome to those people who wanted that to be the case. Uh, PCO drops one spot. He was ranked... Oh, wait. Karrion Cross was ranked... What was he ranked? 10th. I wrote that in wrong. Karrion Cross was... Or PCO was ranked 8th, finishes 9th. Mantar, who was ranked 12th, finishes in 10th. Good for you, Manti. Eric Rowan, who was... Where are you? 5th, falls to 11th. Pirate Paul Birchill who was in 6th, shockingly enough, finished in 12th. So, a, you know, 5 and 6 plummet, uh, almost halfway down the, the bracket. 13th was the Beer City Bruiser. Beer City Bruiser was 15th, so a bit of a jump for him. Craig Pittman, our 16th wrestler, finishes in 14th place. Our 15th place is Akam of the authors of Pain Akum. 
he was 14th, so about the same. And our final one was the Boogeyman, who for some reason was ranked fourth. Fourth! Like, I get he was a cool character and all, but fourth? Wow. That's, you know, our, our number 16 seeds so far in the first five episodes. A guy was ranked 11th, 12th, 13th, 15th, and now fourth. Poor Boogeyman. Maybe he'll win that bottom tournament. But I don't know. Kind of like Max Payne more. Do I? We'll talk about that later. All right, friends. I'm having so much fun with this. Uh, we have 11 pages left to go. I'm sad it's going to be over, uh, which is probably why I'm already thinking of future tournaments that I'll probably do exactly the same way because it's fun. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Interact. Let me know what you think. Except don't yell at me the junkyard dog was ranked 11th. I had nothing to do with that part. He finished third. All right, for goodness sakes. So obviously I have deep respect for Sylvester Ritter. Uh, have a great rest of your day. I'll see you the next time we together celebrate the joy of booking. <sighs> what an ordeal. What an episode. Uh, once again, you know, a huge number of really good names uh, and I have spoiled myself accidentally uh, in terms of what's coming up. Oh, episode six. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I got to do something. I got to do something. But let's let's focus on episode five. Hi. How you doing? Uh, it's the day of the Royal Rumble. A very Royal Rumble. That's right. It's a Saturday. There's a blizzard outside. Uh, <clears throat> Royal Rumble's in about seven or eight hours. I don't know what time it starts. Probably eight just to annoy me because they know I like to go to bed early. Um, and here we are talking about episode five, which I recorded a long time ago um, over the summer. Uh, and, you know, there are things that have changed and there are things that have stayed the same. And I kind of feel like, is anyone on the moon? I asked, I said, is, you know, maybe we'll be on the moon in the future. Uh, if, if you are currently on the moon uh, while listening to this podcast, please let me know. I would like to know we've reached outer space. Uh, I feel like in order to really do this justice, I need to kind of go through everything quickly. Quickly, I don't want to waste your time. Um, but I kind of need to go through everything quickly because... Uh, there are some things that I may need to change or some things that I don't need to change. And it's possible I'll make no changes at all, but I just need to talk them out. Um, and I'd like you to hear them. Uh, first of all, I cracked myself up. I was listening to myself and laughing at my own just hilarity. Uh, they say that if you want to be a comedian, you have to be your own biggest fan. You have to find what you say funny. Um, well, mission accomplished because I thoroughly enjoyed that episode, and I hope you did as well. I also would like to go back in time and ask past DC, you had an idea for a women's tournament? What was it? Because I got nothing. I have no idea what it was. I didn't write it down. I didn't make a plan. <clears throat> I have noodled with cruiserweight tournaments, middleweight tournaments, all of that. Um, I, I, I have no idea what I thought the women's tournament was going to be. Nary a clue. Nary a clue. Uh, all right, so let's let's begin. Let's just start from the beginning. We began from the bottom. Um, eventually, I will come up with the best way to do these episodes. 
Uh, I haven't gotten there yet. I look forward to the day when I realize what the best way to do these episodes are from a bracket standpoint. Um, but right now we're going bottom to top. Uh, the first name was Paul Burchill. Now, Paul Burchill, I looked it up, six foot four, about 250 pounds. Is that a hoss? I honestly don't think so. Um, I'm not sure how Paul Burchill made it on this list. I probably looked him up. He's a six seed, so it's not even like it was near the end and I was getting tired. Um, so I'm debating kicking him out and replacing him with some of the other hosses that you know that are current hosses. Um, couple things getting in my way. Number one, Paul Burchill did nothing wrong. It's not a moose situation where he falls victim to the dink rule or maybe even the bad guy rule. As far as I know, Paul Burchill did nothing wrong. He's just slightly undersized. Um, am I penalizing him for that? I don't know. And the second thing is I had a list of hosses, and then, of course, I have so many index cards. It could have fallen on the floor. I could have thrown it away. Um, the three names that I have, because we've already put Braun Breaker in, the three names that I have right now are Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, and uh, maybe Mads Kruger, and Von Wagner. I've seen one Von Wagner match. I've seen maybe one Mads Kruger match. And I don't think I've seen Hobbs or Wardlow do anything. So if I were to put them into the tournament, they would just wind up losing. At least I had seen Braun Breaker wrestle and win the NXT title. So like I, I knew had had a general idea of where what thing what we were getting. Um, I didn't want to spoil it, so I haven't looked ahead. I presume maybe at least in one other case, uh, there's there's a, a bad guy or a dink rule. In fact, there's a name we're going to talk about in a few minutes um, that could qualify. Um, so I'm going to keep Paul Burchill in. But I did write down, because I take notes on index cards as I listen to the podcast, Burchill hyphen kick him out, question mark. Uh, I don't think I will, because again, he did nothing wrong. Uh, this was my fault. Um, and while I could make the change... I, you know, putting Wardlow in, he would still lose to JYD. Um, he would still lose to Occam. And then, or, well, I suppose he would lose to Occam. So Occam would advance. And then he'd go in and wrestle, what, the Beer City Bruiser? You know, I am I bumping Occam up a couple steps to, the, you know, and then putting Wardlow in at 15? Is that doing anything for anybody? I don't think so. So I've, I've decided not to do that. Uh, Occam faced Bully Ray. Now, Bully Ray uh, got himself a little notoriety recently um, by mentioning that John Moxley needed to come out and apologize for having to go into rehab and not being able to wrestle. Obviously, that's a dumb take. John Moxley had a problem. Alcoholism is not his fault. Um, he had a problem. He got help for that problem. John Moxley should be praised for getting help for that problem. And when you saw him come out and saw how good he looked compared to how bad he looked when he left, uh, you can't say anything bad about that, or you shouldn't. Um, does that mean Bully Ray is a bad guy? No. Is he a bit of a dink? 
Yes. Um, does... Do his comments make him look bad? Yes. Did it get him notoriety and popularity and maybe more people listening to his podcast, which is the goal? Uh, yes. So I'm not going to kick him out of the tournament for that. But as the matches go on, I will take that into consideration, and I, I may make a change. He may not finish whatever position he finished. He finished fourth. I don't know if he's going to finish fourth anymore because um, that was in poor taste. And, you know, if you have, uh, if you are a former wrestler and you have a pulpit, um, I believe you need to have a high standard um, to set yourself. That applies to James Cornette. That applies to all of them. Uh, he would still be Occam, though. The next matchup, folks, I said it on the show back in the summer. Uh, he's going to lose the NXT title go up to the main roster, and ultimately be a disappointment. And guess what happened? The only thing I didn't say is wear a gladiator helmet. Nostra DC over here accurately knew exactly what was going to happen with Karrion Cross. He lost the title, went to the main roster, stunk, maybe his fault, maybe not his fault, and got released. The only question is, if he showed up with Scarlet from day one, would that have helped or hurt? Maybe being the scarier Chris Candido would have wound up being, to quote Diamond Dallas Page, a good thing compared to what he got. Uh, I hope he does well in whatever um, you know his next venture is, whether it's AEW or back to Impact. I, you know, I want him to succeed, uh, but I called it. Barry Horowitz, pat myself on the back, I called it. Uh, and I think, you know, at what point do we, we have to figure out what the NXT title means. You know, Brian Adams did not win a singles title in the WWF, never Intercontinental Champion. Um, he was tag champion with Chronic, I think. I don't think he won it any other time. Oh, no, Demolition. Huh? Multiple time tag champion. And a, a long career in the big leagues. And I trace back all of his gimmicks because that's just kind of the mind I have. Uh, I consider that more important than the NXT title. What's the NXT title worth? Is it worth an intercontinental belt? Is it at the rank of a European title? I honestly don't know. That's something we'd have to discuss and try to figure out. Uh, I'm happy with Adams getting the win. And then going through, uh, let me just see here. Lashley, Beer City Bruiser, right. Mantar winning, right. Don Morocco, right. Wyndham over PCO, right? Sheamus over Pittman, right? So the rest of the opening round worked out fine. Uh, consolations. Occam versus Burchill. Burchill wrestled on a couple of pay-per-views. I like the pirate gimmick. You know, I'm far enough removed from the mood that I was in on that day uh, that I understand that maybe Occam should have won because he did win some tag titles. Is it going to make a huge difference? I don't think so. So I'm not going to change it. Uh, Birch Hill wins. Um, cross beating the Beer City Bruiser still makes sense. Beer City Bruiser didn't make it to the NXT level. Um, didn't win a title in Ring of Honor. I looked. I did Google it to try to get some comparisons between the two. Um, the rest of it makes sense. So the double losers bracket, I'm fine with. 
I'm fine with uh, 16 through 13. Have no problems. Second round, uh, JYD beating Bully Ray, even more so now. Absolutely. Lashley beating Adams, obviously. Morocco beating Mantar. Sure. Yep, makes sense. Um, Sheamus beating Wyndham. Yeah. Yeah, that all makes sense. Um, Sheamus does, I believe, have a more storied uh, career in terms of championship accomplishments. You'd have to compare years in the big leagues sort of thing. Um, Would I have liked, should I have gone back and switched Wyndham and Morocco? Should I have done a little bit of tweaking of the bracket to put Wyndham against Mantar and Sheamus against Morocco to get Wyndham into the uh, semifinals? Maybe. I don't think it made much of a difference, so we'll, we'll go with it. Uh, double thing. Uh, Wyndham beats Burchill. Yes. Cross beats Mantar. Yes. As much as I love Mantar. Adams beats Rowan. Yes. Does Bully Ray beat PCO? I can't say for 100% certainty that I know uh, everything that happened in PCO's past. I can't say he ever made, he never made an insensitive comment. Um, so is it the right, you know, that's it. This was one thing. I don't know if he's apologized yet. If he apologizes and says, you know, obviously he was wrong and apologizes to John and Renee and the fans in a year, we're not talking about this anymore. I don't know if this is a, you know, if this is going to be the beginning of, you know, Bully Ray making more uh, controversial comments to try to get a Joe Rogan like fan base. I don't know. Um, If it was somebody else, maybe I would have given him you know, the win, but I'll, I'll keep it. So again, the bottom four, not a problem. Nine through 12, it all makes sense. I, I might not be changing much here. Uh, so then we do another one. Bully Ray and Brian Adams. Brian Adams, long career, fine career. Uh, and then Cross and Wyndham. Yeah. I am going to do one tweak. I am going to do one tweak. Uh, and this goes against kind of the philosophy of the tournament. Usually we sort of let the bracket uh, be its own thing. Um, But what I am going to do is I am going to swap out here. It's supposed to be Bully Ray versus Adams. I'm putting Wyndham in that spot, so it's Bully Ray versus Barry Wyndham. It's supposed to be Cross versus Adams, and I'm putting... No, it's supposed to be Cross versus Wyndham. Sorry, and I'm making it a rematch of Cross versus Adams. Because now what I can do is Wyndham is going to beat... Actually, no, hold on. No, yeah. I'm worried I'm going to, like, totally get confused. I'm going to have Wyndham beat Bully Ray. So Bully Ray is going to take Wyndham's... What am I doing? Bully Ray is going to take the spot of Brian Adams in the 7-8 matchup. Yep. And then Adams is going to beat Cross again, which doesn't change anything. Um, So Bully Ray versus Karrion Cross will give it to uh, Bully Ray there. But now instead of being fourth, Bully Ray is seventh. You have been properly punished, sir. 
watch what you say on podcasts. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna move that around, and we're gonna have Bully Ray drop down to seventh place. So I should change that in the thing here because I'm moving to. Oh, I haven't even done seven yet. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Shows where I'm at. I stopped uh, before I got to the seventh thing, so I need to now open up uh, Google Sheets. Thanks for joining me on this. I need to go into the Hoss Fight page, which I haven't touched in seasons. Hoss Tournament. I need to jump over here to... Where are you? Nope. Yeah. I need to jump over here to the sevens. And where I find Brian Adams, I replace with Bully Ray. All right. So hopefully I remember that Bully Ray and put asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. All right. So I have moved Bully Ray into the seventh spot. So when I do the sevens tournament, which I haven't actually done yet, um, Bully Ray will be there where he belongs. All right, so that was set. So that set up Wyndham advanced, Brian Adams advanced, uh, Seamus and Morocco, yes, Lashley and JYD, yes. Lashley is way better now. I have a much more, much higher opinion of Lashley and his career and what he's been doing now than I did back in um, – August. Having seen some of his stuff, this feud with Brock, the stuff with Big E and everything really elevated him in my eyes. So I'm I'm moving stuff up. Uh, something I did. No, we'll, we'll skip it. We, we've moved past it. I had some other idea. Um, and no, I'll skip that, too. I had thoughts. I had just random thoughts. Um, but I don't think we need, we need to go. I don't think we need to go through them. Uh, I will say that, um, you know, I talked at the Seamus Barry Wyndham about how we watched Wyndham's, you know, rise and fall. Um, you know, Seamus is wearing a silly hat teaming with Ridge Holland. I don't think he's at this point anywhere close to being in title contention. Um, so his career has dipped. I just want to say I want to be aware his career has dipped, but he's not a West Texas redneck. So, uh, all right. So the finals are set. That's all the same. We're not going to touch that. So now we have Wyndham and Morocco. Wyndham's going to win that one again. So now he's going in for against JYD for the battle of third place versus fourth place. And then JYD breeds Brian Adams. So Adams is taking Wyndham's spot. Uh, and then actually that... Mm, <laughs> With the exception of Fuji Vice, you know, I'm watching 1981 wrestling. Don Morocco's there. I, he is, uh, I don't care for him. Like, there's not a lot I'm watching in Don Morocco matches that I'm a big fan of. So I'm going to actually make another change here, and I'm going to say Brian Adams is fifth. So now I go into the fives over here, and I find where it says... Wait a second. Why is Bully Ray in the fives? He's supposed to be in the fours. Somehow, I put Bully Ray in fives and Barry Windham in fours. So now 
Brian Adams is taking this spot in the fives. Um, and then taking Barry Wind Barry Windham's in the fours. And that's actually where he's going to wind up. So I guess that took care of itself. I, I don't know. I'm worried I'm making a mistake here. But I don't think I am. I think we're good. Uh, yeah, because Barry Windham's going to lose to JYD. Again, I think I said that in an earlier matchup of theirs that now didn't happen. We've kind of retconned it. It happens around later. In terms of hossiness, hossitude, uh, you give that to JYD. So JYD is going to remain a third seed. Barry Windham's now the fourth seed. So that's all we've changed. Bully Ray drops to seventh. Adams goes up to fifth. Windham is fourth. And everything else stays the same. So we did make some changes, but honestly, I, there was a part of me that was expecting to make way more changes. All right, let me just prepare you for what's the nightmare that is going to happen with episode six. Um, if you name your 10 top hosses, you will say all of these people's names. You'll say three of these people. There are three names in here um, that are no doubt first-class Hall of Fame hosses, even more so than Williams and Gordy. And they're in the same bracket. And I don't know what the hell I'm going to do because they obviously finish one, two, three, but they belong, all of them, in the top 16. Um, part of it is the cage match ranking system. I didn't make number one seeds. I probably should have in hindsight. Um, but I'm either going to have to switch some things in between episodes or I'm just going to go with it and count on the reconciliation to save me. Um, but yeah, I'm not looking forward to, to listening to the next episode because I I seem to recall physical pain having to make some of these decisions um, but that's a conversation we'll deal with that in a, in a few days because I'm going to try to start releasing these episodes two a week I'm kind of burned out on the Marvel shows if I'm being honest um, I'm going to take a little break from the Marvel shows uh, really focus on Hoss Fight and my other secret project um, but that's it that's the episode almost an hour long thanks for joining me uh, I will talk to you the next time <laughs> we have big meaty men slapping meat.